On this episode, Sarah and Kelsey ruined my life with Bring It On! And uh, before we get going... Just just one thing, guys. Yeah, this episode was recorded back in August. So there's a few things in here that are a little dated now. Just a little bit. Um, a little bit. And for reasons that well, I think will quickly become apparent, we wanted to just let you know to uh, just, you know, just brace yourselves for that. Oh, we were so... We were so young then. So young. So optimistic about... So many things. So many things. Um, oh boy. And yeah. Yeah. There's really not much to say. Oh. Anyway. Anyway, enjoy. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to Ruin My Life. I am Jason Edwards. I'm Kelsey Goldman. And we are here with a, um, a very special guest today. Very special. Special guest. The specialist. Sarah Shepard. Hi. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. How's it feel to be on the podcast? Feels good, feels right. It's weird that it took this long. Yeah, no, it is weird. I mean, I, I essentially slept through the last one. We don't talk about that one. No, oh, excuse me. It doesn't exist. We don't speak of that. It doesn't exist. It's the Lost Podcast. Ooh. Ooh. When we're famous and all our fans want to know where we started. Oh. Yeah. I love it. We'll, we'll, we'll release it as episode zero. The Ghost Podcast. Before then, the Ghost Podcast. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Can we not do this podcast anymore? <laughs> I and mean, there's going to be a Ghost Podcast at some point. What is on an episode of this show about ghosts? Maybe. Are we going to have a ghost on? Yes. <laughs> I think you have a plan. I think this needs to happen. Well, let's see. The ghost has to have an interest. Because, oh, we should explain the concept of the podcast before I start riffing on it about we ghosts. probably explain the concept of the podcast. So the yeah. idea of this is that um, friendships are often based upon shared love of things. Yes. You know, pop culture things, activities. Food. Food, interest, anything Obscure you love. Obscure drinks. Obscure drinks, Yeah. Anything that you can love so much that it has a massive impact on your life, you might even say it ruins your life. Oh. Hence the, that's the name of this. That's the thing. You gotta drink now. Everybody drink. Everybody drink. Mm. We'll wait. Just kidding. We're not gonna wait. <laughs> but part of friendship is not just, you don't always come to a friendship sharing the same interests. Sometimes you have to develop them together or in other cases, hoist them upon your friend. So what happens in this podcast uh, right. In theory, in theory, is that either Kelsey or I bring something to each another one of us, the other bring something to the other that they have not yet experienced, and that myself or Jason love a whole lot, or love to hate, or love just so much that we can't love it anymore. <laughs> Anything that has a major impact on you, basically. And formative. 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 Formative is good. <laughs> obsession, like I said. Yeah. This is a podcast about obsession and the ties that bind. The ties that bind. Normally that's what we do. Normally. Normally, what we do. but this. But today. Today is a very special, again, the first in our very, very long-running, long, long-running series <laughs> to feature a guest. And that guest is, as I said, Sarah Shepard. Probably not for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. So my name is Sarah Shepard. I'm 5'2", blonde hair, blue eyes. 
Engaged to Jason. Live journal. Are you? It sounded like you were making a dating profile for a second there. <laughs> Taking ladies and gents. Um, oh, ladies first. You know, whatever. Ladies yeah, yeah. first. <laughs> Getting a little nervous over here. Just cracking ourselves up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that's me. So, so yeah, so you, you know Kelsey and I. Yes, I do. Very well. We're friends. We've been friends for anywhere between two to ten years. Depending <laughs> on which one of us you're talking it's a, to. It's an average of, what is that, six? six. Wait. Oh, wait. Yeah, no, yeah, six. Okay. <laughs> Got it in one. Got it. Guys, Got yeah. it. Got it. <laughs> all these all these arts and communication majors, we can still do it, guys. Oh, yeah. We can do basic math. I'm really proud of us, guys. Yeah. Really proud. Um, who is this? Us? I'm pretty sure I'm the one that nailed that perfect median <laughs> right off the bat. Pretty sure that's the mean. Yeah, that's the mean, isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, is there a median? Because there's only two points of data. No, no, it's the middle point between the two points of data. Now what's the, oh, the mean is the average. Yeah. And the mode is the number that recurs the most. Yeah, and the median is the exact middle number. Hi, this is the 8th grade math <laughs> podcast. Um, so, Sarah, what did you bring for us today? What's the thing you love so much that you had to share it with us? Well, uh, I was inspired today. Um, can I date us by talking about what inspired me to watch this today? Yeah, sure. So, um, you can always edit it out later. Yeah. The... Uh, the spouse of uh, Republican nominee Donald Trump uh, plagiarized Michelle Obama's uh, 2008 uh, presumptive nominee. The convention yes. is still happening. Um, <laughs> that is true. A girl can we, dream. We can hope. <laughs> dream. Yeah. Um, There's still a chance. Speaking of hope, um, <laughs> she stole words from Michelle Obama's 2008 Democratic National Like Convention. a full paragraph. Like a good, good few sentences. A full graph, as I've heard people inexplicably refer to it. Um, so, graph is a term. Is it a term? Because yes. I've never heard it used in like the common lexicon until today. I mean, I use it every day at work. So the is kind it, of people is it like analyze a, is it like a PR or journalism term? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. It's also a speech writing term. Basically, if you're okay. looking to this like four or five years in the future, just go Google the hashtag Melania Trump famous Melania Trump quotes. You'll pretty you'll good. See. Yeah, you'll see. Um, so anyway, or just look it up in your history book about our president and overlord Donald Trump. <laughs> And the first queen of America, Americania. No, oh, you're making me sad. <laughs> making me so sad. Because of how bad my oh, fake my American name was, or because of the grim view of our future. Grim view. Of our future. Well, Stephanie and I were talking, and I was like, shoot, we were talking about politics. I don't remember why. But Stephanie, was, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, Stephanie, who <laughs> nice. will be on at some point. Um, and I was like, you know, it doesn't really matter who's running because we're not going to have an America anymore. <laughs> it's just gonna be there's not gonna be a presidency to, no. to run for. Um, so anyway, a lot of people are doing some great riffs using gifs and videos and all other kinds of things to uh, joke on this, and the best ones by far were bring it on clips because essentially a white girl stole stuff from a black girl, and it made everyone think of bring it on, which made me think, oh my god. Jason hasn't seen this movie. Mm-hmm. We have to watch mm-hmm. this movie. Because I knew Jason hadn't seen it, and we all wanted to see it, but then I realized I could bring it to the podcast. And you brought it. Oh, I brought it. You might even say, I brought it on. But you oh. wouldn't say that if you were in the movie Bring It On. <laughs> because they never say that. They movie. never say it. But they never we'll, said the thing. We'll get to my thoughts later. They do say bring it, though. They say bring it like four times in a row, and they never say bring it on. It's maddening. <laughs> Jason just really wanted to drink during the movie, and he couldn't because they didn't say the thing. Oh, yeah, and because of that, I was sitting there with my full drink, ice melting, <laughs> 90 minutes straight, couldn't drink it, 
Hands getting all sweaty. Yep, you can only drink when they say thank you. Condensation, not condensation. What's it called when ice? No, that's, condens- that's condensation. Man, I'm, I'm two for two tonight. <laughs> I gotta stop doubting myself. <laughs> so, Sarah, you have a, a fondness for bringing on the movie. I do. I do indeed. Why don't you tell me, when did you first see Bring It On? So, it was Christmas 2000, 2001, I guess. Oh, a magical time. A simpler time. Oh, the the turn of the century. And my mom got me the VHS of Ever After. This is not where I expected the story to start. Keep keep going with me. (laughs) So, I put it in the the VCR. I'm very excited to watch it. And it does not work. Oh, shit. Oh, no. So, Christmas is ruined. Christmas is ruined. Just a moment for those of you listening that are younger than, oh, 22. A VHS is a thing that we used to watch movies on. How would you know? Imagine that you were explaining this to someone who has never seen or heard of a VHS or a VCR. How would you describe it? What's the, what terms would you use? I have no idea. Because it's like a giant cassette tape, but they don't know yeah, what what's cassette that? tapes are. There's really no point of reference. I mean, you would have to show them a physical one. Like, and I mean, we've got some behind it. Oh, I turned away from the mic. That was silly. There's some behind us right now. Some <laughs> and you turned around as if you could motion to the audience I, yeah, to show them what you were pointing to. If you to. look behind me on the media stand, you can see all the, VC- the VHS tapes in our VCR. Because we're <laughs> um, But anyway, so I got a broken VHS of Ever After, and I was really upset because I loved Ever After. Oh. I mean, classic Drew Barrymore. Yeah, good movie. It's a wonderful film. Very good. Very good take on Cinderella. And so we went back to the store to get a new copy, and they were completely out of copies of Ever After. Is this on Christmas Day? This is like the day after. Oh, oh, so you had to go through all Christmas Day with nothing to watch? You went to a store on the day after Christmas? That sounds terrible. My copy of Ever After was broken, guys. (laughs) This is serious. That's Boxing Day. So we we went to get a new one, and they were completely out. And they were like, but you can pick a different VHS. And so I picked Bring It On. Because I love Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Me too. Uh, loved her in Jumanji. Oh, Jumanji! Yes, Shit, I forgot about Jumanji. Oh, she is. She, she's yeah. the girl in Jumanji. She is amazing. Yeah. You know, she went up through the child star ranks really well. I forget she's a child star. I really yeah. do. In my mind, she started her career with Spider Man. <laughs> wow. Well, That's you know. For you. <laughs> But anyway, so um, I think my mom always kind of regretted that because Ever After is way more appropriate than uh, Bring It On is as far as, like, sexual content and lots of middle fingers are concerned. Um, I think I never really thought about that. Well, some yeah. language, too. Yeah, there's some language. Um, <laughs> there's some language. Ever After might actually have more sexual content, but it didn't have any middle fingers. Um, so anyway, that's how I got Bring It On which I watched and immediately fell in love with because how can you not? So you had you did you have any idea what Bring It On was about? I mean, you can look at the cover of the box and oh, see Yeah, it's about cheerleaders. cheerleaders. That's true. Like, there's not I mean, a lot beyond well, there's not a lot beyond that to the plot. It's cheerleaders. Yeah. yeah. And so I want to point out that um Ever After was about 2 or 3 years old at this point. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I wanted it on VHS. Did you had you seen it? In the theater? I don't think I saw... I th- I'm assuming I saw it on TV. Or you went to that place? That Where place we rented it. Blockbuster. Oh, we, we were too poor for Blockbuster. Movie gallery. It was always movie gallery. We so had you, movie gallery. So you, you could explain Blockbuster. It's like Netflix, but at a place. Where you go. It's like Redbox, but you can walk inside of it. Do kids still have Redbox? 
Yeah, red, red box still around? Yeah. yeah, people still use red box. Can't imagine. My parents use it all the time. That's bizarre. I mean, it's the suburbs. It's much easier to like drive over to the gas station where the red box is. And I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. We had a the movie store by my house changed hands like three times, but was always a video rental store. It was a red giraffe for a while. Actually, we had one of those in our town, and then it was a movie gallery. There, we had a movie. My family did not always go to movie gallery. They also went to a place called Player's Choice. Oh, which inexplicably that sounds like a strip club. Yeah, no, I know. Oh my god, it does. <laughs> I never thought about that until now. But my entire childhood, I don't know how Player's Choice did this, and I think Player's Choice is still around. I didn't check. No, no, it's oh, not. It's gone? I can okay. confirm it's not it's around gone. anymore. I didn't check when I was home last week. Um, my parents would inexplicably be able to rent movies. That had just been in theaters and had totally not actually been released on DVD. Oh yet. yeah, I remember. Like we... a bootleg movie store? I, maybe I don't know. My parents were always able to get movies like the week after they came out in theaters. Yeah, we we stopped by your parents' house in like May of 2008, and they were watching Up in the Air. <laughs> it was it was still in theaters, I think. <laughs> no, do you remember the movie gallery near your house when we were kids? Um, not that we were kids, like, together, but we lived in the same town. Yeah. It was a movie gallery, then it was called Movies. Yeah, it was called Movies. Was it, did it have a cow mascot? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, mas- mascot is giving a little bit too much credit. But you guys didn't have Red Giraffe? I thought Red Giraffe no. was a chain. No. No. It was, like a, it was like a movie store. And then that movie store became a movie gallery, and then I think it became a blockbuster. Oh, wow. And now it is an ice cream shop? Sounds right. The blockbuster in our college town became an IHOP. Nice. Yeah, really kind of a step up. So you got you got Bring It On. Yes. Fell in love with it. You fell in love with it. Because what is not to love is the best. What specifically about it did you love so much? What about it really connected with you, um, 10, 11, 12-year-old Sarah? Let's say teenage Sarah. Yes. Teenage what, what about Sarah. it really spoke to teenage Sarah? So, first off, I did competitive dance gymnastics. Oh, shit. I did not know this. As a child. And I am so excited. <laughs> now, I believe that had a name besides no, dance gymnastics. No, it was a name I made up, though. It oh, that was, was a made-up name? name? No, Aww. that was our family name please, for it. Please, share. It was called Dimnastics. Oh, I thought that sounds that... like you're a really dumb person. I know. Because <laughs> I kind of hated it. Oh, I never got that either. Um, you always called it gymnastics. I thought that was the real no, name for it. No, that was me hating it so much because I had to wear so much makeup. And I hate wearing makeup. It's the worst. So I did that. I We did a Brady Bunch themed routine. Um, excuse me, a Brady Bunch themed routine? Yeah. Did we, you do it to music from the Brady Bunch movies or TV show? Were you wearing bell bottoms? When you say you themed, what do you mean? Um, so we were split up into Jan Marshes and Sydney's. So wait, it's Marsha is the cool older sister, right? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan is the lame middle sister, yeah. and then Cindy is the adorable younger sure, sister. Sure, sure. I was a Jan. Sure, Jan. I don't understand <laughs> what you're doing right now. Mom always said, "Don't play ball in the house." <laughs> okay, I don't understand what's happening at all. You're Clearly, you never world. watched the Brady. Podcast. No, I did not. <laughs> um, it's amazing. It's an amazing story of a lovely lady. It, okay, well, I know the theme song. <laughs> I did. I loved the Brady Bunch as a child. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, we we danced. Nick and Knight. Okay, 
did that cable in. growing up, okay? Keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on dancing. I think that was the one we did. <laughs> um, when it's time to change, then it's time to change. <laughs> Classic sitcom punchline. Um, that was the whole episode built up to that. That was the joke. It was a 22-minute setup for a boy's voice cracking. Clearly, I did not actually watch enough Brady Bunch for you guys. Um, I watched the Brady Bunch movie. How great was Nick at Night, though, Kelsey? Nick at Night was so good. Yeah, let's talk about how great it was. I love Lucy, the Jeffersons. The Jeffersons. Oh, the Jeffersons is so good. Moving on up. Moving on up. To the east side. See, I know all the theme songs, though, because my family had a CD of TV theme songs, and we listened to it on road trips. I know them all. That's amazing. I know them all. That's anyway, a, that's insanity. That's insanity. You we had a Brady Bunch theme. And we were students in groups. We had bell bottoms <laughs> and fringe tops. Are there pictures? Please say there are pictures. They probably exist somewhere in my parents' house. Oh, yes. Um, I'm not going to help you find them, but... I don't need your help. <laughs> Do not need your help. My parents wake up at 3 in the morning to a crashing sound in the hallway, and you guys are going through the closets. It's <laughs> um, not what it looks like. We're just trying to find pictures of Sarah. We're just robbing you. But anyway, so I was a Jan, and there were Marshes and Cindy's, and we did the dance routine, and we had competitions, and we did the whole thing. Wow. So that resonated with me. Okay. Because that's something I experienced. I'd also gone to my friend's cheerleading competition, so I'd seen them cheer, flip, etc. Um, <laughs> and so that resonated with me. But also, like I said, love Kirsten Dunst, yeah. love Elijah Dushku. It resonated <laughs> with me for a lot of reasons. Also, I was ready to be in high school, I guess. As all 13-year-olds are. Right? Just oh, give me a Let level. me break free of this world of middle school. It's a nightmare to, land. To the accepting, peaceful world of high school. I found high school to be far superior to middle school. I mean, middle school sucks for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you're a bad person. That's a rule I hold to to this day. If you enjoyed middle school, it means you were a bad person. Because you either were miserable or you were making other people miserable. And then you feel miserable about that now. The fact that you're making other people miserable. I hope so. Hopefully. <laughs> if you don't, you're, you're a bad person. person. Suddenly there are people who just, just cruising through life feeling great. Fuck those people. I imagine, right? <laughs> what is their deal? What, how are they happy? Ugh. Man. You ever just think, like, what if? That's, that's your next question? That's my next question? Yeah. Really? Do you ever think, just like, what if? What if what? If what? I don't know, man. You're doing a bit. Jason's doing a bit. What's a bit? (laughs) That's what you're doing right now. Watching it now, as we just watched it before doing this. As is the format of the podcast. Typically. Typically. (laughs) Does it hold up? Absolutely, 100%. Which is, I mean, it it resonates with jokes that people needed to make today, given current events. So clearly there's something great about it. But, oh my gosh, it holds up. I mean, it gets me nostalgic for the early aughts and butterfly clips and oh, absurd the, out- outfits. The hair. Yeah. There's the some hair. hair stuff happening. Oh. Eliza Dushku's hair when she first shows up. Not good. But Kirsten Dunst's hair in the whole thing. Adorbs. On point. Yeah, totally fine. So it wasn't like an era thing. Someone just thought for this Eliza Dushku character, she needs to have fake braids that slowly unwind over the course of the movie. <laughs> so you did you... Watch this often? Oh, I've watched this movie innumerable times. Okay, so wait, how much of a break really is there between us watching it tonight and the last time you saw it? Like, a couple years? Oh, it's been like seven years. Okay. So I, really? I, I haven't watched, watched it last year. 
I haven't watched it since college, probably. Um, no, high school. Wait. No college. Pretty sure I got a notification when they put it on Netflix. I think that my Netflix was like, hey, we just added a movie you might like. And you're like, hey. You're here's, right. Here's my evening. It's my evening. I'm, All I'm set up. I'm pretty sure it popped up on our Netflix screen, too, when it came. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been a while since I watched But CJ and I, my brother, friend of the podcast... Used to watch CJ separate friend of the podcast. <laughs> uh, used to watch it all of the time. Like once a month. Like it was one of our top, like, watch this VHS on the regular uh, yeah. things, along with Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat and um, <laughs> a few other gems. Jason. Yes. I'm sorry, can we do that again? <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like how I said yes just then. Um, <laughs> no, guys, commit. Uh, Jason, did you have any preconceptions about Bring It On going into this? Well, I'd heard about the movie. I knew it was well-loved among people in my age group and the world as a whole. So I knew it was not just a, a dumb cheerleading movie or anything. I knew there was some sort of substance to it. Uh, the guy directed it went on to direct Ant-Man, movie, a movie I kind of like. And so I knew it was, it was going to be good, and Sarah's obviously been telling, telling me how much she loves it for many years. Well, now that you've experienced it, what do you feel? Your thoughts? What do I feel? About the movie? About the movie, your life, you know. Give me, give me everything. This is also your therapy session for the week. <laughs> wow. Um, how much do you charge? Well, you're letting me sleep on your couch tonight, so we're probably even. So, like, hourly? Yeah. That seems fair. Yeah. I feel good. I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a very it's a very good movie. It's funny. It's got that sort of early 2000s, like, directorial style where there's not really... The colors are kind of washed out. There's not much style to the actual cinematography. The framing, you know, is not breathtaking or anything. It's not a film, Jason. It's not a film. No. Perhaps it's not. It's not aesthetically gripping. No. You you might say. You might say. Um, but it's very funny. It's very it's very well written. It's got a it's got a unique. The plotline is unique. Like the way it navigates the. Morality of the main characters is actually kind of cool, because as you all know, having seen the movie several times, <laughs> the uh, the main character is sort of unwittingly stolen the the, the cheer routine from the other school, an opposing school, a a largely uh, uh, black school in Compton, and the main character doesn't know it, but they sort of like inherited these stolen routines. Kind of about institutionalized racism. Yeah, a little bit. There's a little bit of like a colonialism narrative in there, because they like when they first encounter the other the girls at the school. They... <laughs> I just I wish I could see Kelsey's face right now because she's having this revelation of how freaking deep So I guess we should maybe discuss what the plot of this movie is at some point. Allow the podcast. Yeah, probably. Just a quick like, what's a quick breakdown of the plot? Just because I want I want to go into what I liked about it, and it'll be easier to do if we There's lay out the plot. There's White High School, five-time national champions. The uh, captainship is handed over from uh, Bitchy Red to um, wonderful Torrance, uh, Kirsten Bentz. The team is the Toros. The Toros. The uh, Rancho Carney, Carney Toros. And they find out that Big Red had been stealing all their routines from a school in East Compton. And so Torrance takes it upon herself to be honest and right and make routines that are actually theirs, and or try, or try to. 
along the way hijinks happen and they end up going to the national championships with the Clovers who are finally able to compete. Um, solid summary, right? Yeah, pretty, pretty good summary. summary. There's a side love story. There's a new girl thing happening with Elijah Dushku. But yeah, pretty, pretty solid yeah. summary. And in the end, the Toros come in second to the Clovers. Spoilers. <laughs> No, what I, what I like about it is there's sort of a an interesting moral dimension to the way the plot plays out. Because like you said, like Kristen Dunst finds out that sorry, the routines she's inherited from Big Red are stolen. And she at first decides to sort of just keep doing them because they don't have any other routines. And then... They, she succumbs to peer pressure. She succumbs to peer pressure. Always a no-no. Don't do it. And then um, eventually after an, an embarrassing showing up by the Clovers, decides they need to create their own routines. and But sort of just the interaction between the Tauros and the Clovers throughout the movie is, it doesn't quite, it plays out in a more intelligent way than you might expect. Because, um, Kelsey, as you just now realize, it sort of, it sort of is a movie about institutionalized racism. Uh, revelations. Revelations. There's a, I mean, what, I mean, there's a scene where I the see. Clovers say to the Tauros, you know, you stole... Our, our art and took it for your own and ruined in the process and take credit for it, which is just the story of black culture in America, really. It's big. There's levels to this shit. And there's a scene where, where, where Kirsten Dunn's driven by the whitest of white guilt, uh, convinces her dad to give her a bunch of money that would allow the Clovers to go uh, to the national championships. And the leader of the Clovers tears it up and says, hey, basically, I don't need your charity. Don't do this. Don't try to make yourself feel better by giving us a bunch of money. The leader of the Clovers Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. Yeah. And uh, in the end, she's able to sort of, uh, um, Kirsten Dunst is able to sort of, she finally wins the respect of Gabrielle Union by competing with the Clovers on a uh, level playing field. And, you know, they, they, they bring it on. They bring they it really on. Bring it on. They really do bring it on. They break. And they win. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't win. No, they bring it. The Clovers. And well, well, the Toros bring it, too. Everyone brings it. Everyone brings the it. it Dunn got brought. The two of them especially, they bring it. Yeah. It's really it's a message to America about what you can do when everyone has an actual play, equal playing field. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I have a question. Okay. Now that we've all seen this movie and we're coming at it from 2016 eyes and not 2001, 12, 13-year-old. <laughs> you okay? I don't know how old we all were. <laughs> Uh, 12-year-old eyes, um, what do you think, what stands out to you as, um, like, more important? What, what, what's the legacy of this movie, do you think? <laughs> what, uh... <laughs> well, I already quoted the Spirit Fingers line, which I think is the biggest legacy of this movie. In, uh, in your life. In my life. Uh, no, I, I, I think there's some things that did not age well. Yeah. The language. Um. The language did not age well. Lots of, they said retard once. They said fag innumerable times. Several times. Several times. Um, to a point where I got a little sad and uncomfortable. But they also set the foundation for um, for a really future awesome movie, specifically Pitch Perfect. Because Pitch Perfect really is just the spiritual child of Bring It On, we all realized as we were watching it. Yeah. Montages on montages. And Kelsey, you made an interesting point last time. About how um, <laughs> when the Bring It On movies came out, there was a technical error, <laughs> perhaps a humo human techno error. 
Anyway, I made a point. I made an interesting point. You made a great. It was a great point. Why don't you tell us what it was? I don't remember what it was. Give me a give me a clue. Um, middle school. Oh yeah, I think um, because there's was was, was that enough? Was that enough? Yeah, actually, (laughs) (laughs) you said something about it being pitch perfect for millennials or or yeah, I'm I'm bring it on for millennials. I made the. Highly dubious statement. Um, the pitch perfect was bringing on for millennials. Both, mov- both movies are for millennials, just at different time periods. I was saying, you know, when when Bring It On came out, we were all middle schoolers, like just wanting to be in high school. And then when Pitch Perfect came out, we were all in our early twenties, just wanting to go back to college. <laughs> <laughs> so it really preyed on our, our hopes and dreams and nostalgias at those times. Um, there are messages that you can never be satisfied where you are. That's pretty much. Yeah. I do, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think it's definitely, Pitch Perfect is definitely the spiritual child to bring it on. I maintain, um, I sort of mentioned this earlier, I think, I think that was still in here, about how I think that Bring It On is definitely the better movie. Mm-hmm. The, the tone of Pitch Perfect always confused me. I can't tell how satirical it's supposed to be. Part of it was my confusion about how popular acapella actually is. <laughs> I thought that was the joke of the Pitch Perfect movies, was the idea of like, oh, acapella is a huge thing and everyone thinks it's so cool and there's a national championship Haha, ha, what a crazy world, right? But apparently that's just what real life is like. Drop <laughs> Paul is amazing. It, I love me some cliffhangers. Chapel Hill, Class, <laughs> class of 2010. Shout out Class of 2010. Uh, yo, sh- 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 my college is acapella groups now. Is that how it goes? Red Hot Blue, Goucher College, Class of 2012. <laughs> yeah, um, shout out to the Apple Tones. <laughs> shout out to the... The, mount, the Mountaineers, but but there's um there's like a um there's a musical note. There's a musical note. Yeah, I couldn't figure out where to put the musical note. Shout out to um, the Big Willies. <laughs> Shout out to Blue Ridge Yodlers. Again, the O is a musical note. <laughs> Please keep going. I want to hear real time um, makeup. No, these are all real um app state. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're sort of they the underground circuit. Underground acapella, which is a thing. Yeah, the ones competing in the swimming pools and pitch perfect. Shout out to Yo Seth, Yo apostrophe Seth. Uh, it was a man named Seth. <laughs> it was a one man acapella group. Oh please. Um, um, I really I don't know the names of any of the acapella groups from my college. Are you happy? <laughs> I didn't follow acapella in college. I mean, you did make up five though. That was pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> Yeah, I I used up Appletones too quick. That one is the most legit. That one might be real. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you that the tone the tone of Pitch Perfect isn't quite. It's broader. It, it's, it's broader, it's definitely. Broader. I think um, there there you can you, you can really like. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I just no. I wondered the thought out before it evaporates because it's so stupid. <laughs> but you can really tell like you can compare the tone just by comparing the vomit scenes in both Pitch Perfect and Bring It On. You make a really valid point. <laughs> the, the, well, the vomit scene that opens up Pitch Perfect is, is an insane amount of vomit. Yeah. Like, she pukes, like, a she lot. She twice in that movie, though, right? Does she? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought she, she pukes later, too. I thought she almost puked later. No, no it's later she, she pukes more. so much that people fall in it. Oh, I, I thought that was the first one. No, no that's the second one. the second one. Really? I'd forgotten about that. there's the one that opens it, and there's the one that they resolve their problems over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, sort of a, it's sort of a comically large pile of puke. And I think... I that is kind of where the difference lies between that. Like, Pitch Perfect is clearly trying to be a a comedy, yeah, well, there's, 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 a, like a, yeah. an intense slapstick at times comedy, yes. 
and and Bring It On is a comedy, but it's not. It's a teen comedy of the early aughts. Like that's yeah, a, that's, that's yeah. a specific flavor of comedy. Yeah, yeah, but it's got. Well, I think it has a little more. Like I said, wit and. Um, I, boy, I hate to say these words. Moral dimension. It, yeah, it does bring it on. Bring it on. It yeah. does have more moral dimension. I yeah, think. I just uh, that's an obnoxious phrase to use, but no. I think it's true. Well, no, my point was there's also a vomit scene where, where a, a, not even a character like a there's a, a, it's also for a, a, a very minor role like a character like vomits yeah. out of stress before competition, and it's much more realistic, which makes it a little bit grosser. Yeah. Um, but it's also it's also for comedy. Yeah. But it's not. It's a believable amount of vomit. Yeah. And so, and really, that's isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. Movie, I th- I movie, think it is movies almost, these days, too. You know, they they went too far. I think it is almost like Bring It On is slightly more believable, and that you could believe that these cheerleaders would go this far to do this thing. There's an actual. I did not cheerlead or do acapella, so. Yeah, there's an actual. Bring It On um, really goes for the. There's humor, but there's, it goes for the story and the character and the emotional beats, as tried and true as they may be. Uh, over um, where Pitch Perfect always goes for the big joke and just sort of has the that bare bones plot as a way to hang wacky hijinks off of. I said, Sarah and I both love Pitch Perfect. Oh yeah, I, I love them both. I love them both differently. Yeah, I, I don't really dislike Pitch Perfect. I just think this movie is is better. I, mean, I think I think comparing the two of them really and, brings and out how much better this one is. Because of my nostalgic bias, I'm just thrilled to hear this because now I know I can watch it over and over again for the rest of my lives. Wait, what? The rest of your lives. Oh no. Including at my vows. Oh no. <laughs> I better bring it on with you at least once a year. I'm popular. <laughs> <laughs> I have great hair and the boys all up to stare. They're like, you wedding vows. Just the opening scene from Bring It On. It's going to play great with the out of town family. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. <laughs> she doesn't know a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you think. That's what I know. Since Jason, you said that you, um, you enjoyed this. Yeah. And you liked it. Uh, did you know there are at least four, possibly five more Bring It On movies? There's, there's four more. We looked it up. I mean, no, tell me more. <laughs> oh, gosh, what are they like? And, do they and, follow the saga of the Tauros and the Clovers as they, I don't know, graduate and go to college? They do not. Though we were told oh. that in a deleted scene on the DVDs that yeah. was not included on the VHS, unfortunately. Yeah. I have the DVD. I, I believe I bought it from, from the movie store because I rented it so much. <laughs> the one thing that I realized that this is nostalgic for also is how VHSs would have special features after the credits and yeah. we just kept watching, which I think Netflix you should, should pick up. You watch any Disney movie from the last 20 years. Stay tuned after the credits for a special music video from Sting. What? And is look this at, like Disney's last ship? And a look at Empire of the Sun. No, when uh, Emperor's New Groove was originally being made, it was a movie called Empire of the Sun with a like soundtrack by Sting. What? Yeah, it was a dramatic movie about like a prince who got turned into a llama. It wasn't a comedy. The prince voiced by David Spade. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how far they got into it, but that was yeah. They they late in production, they drastically overhauled um, that movie into Emperor's New Groove. Oh, that was the right move. Oh yeah, Emperor's that New Groove is great. You can't make a dramatic movie about a llama. Maybe there wasn't the exact same plot, but maybe it was. Anyway, so former movies, would you watch them? No. <laughs> I would not. 
Let's say you were Next question. laundry in your dorm on a Saturday. What? Okay, explain this to me. <laughs> just, just you got to explain the situation to me a little bit more. Why am I in a dorm room? In college, it came on, all the old, all the mini bring it ons came on TV all the time. Yeah. So if you were chilling in your dorm, nothing to do, you watched a marathon of America's Next Top Model, or, or you watched old bring it ons. I get it. You're checking it. After psych class. I mean. Spark up a J. No. Get, get a, get a, get a cardboard tube. No. Put a dryer sheet in the end of it. No. Blow the smoke out of that. No. Totally cool. No. Kick back. No. Watch Bring It On. Watch Bring It On. Yes. Put All it. or Nothing. In It to Win It. Fight to the Finish. There's another one that I can't think of. Are, are these Bring It On movies or, or yes. Jean-Claude Van Damme movies? No. <laughs> Those oh. are subtitles for all the Bring It On movies. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch them. I mean, I'm nothing, nothing, I'm nothing against them. I just I don't, I don't think I feel the need to seek out the rest of the series. It's not that how about, monumental how about to me. How about was a um, live experience? <laughs> Would you say a, a musical? A musical? Almost a, a musical. <laughs> we'll make a musical. A musical. <laughs> Remember, you only get 30 yeah. seconds. <laughs> oh, that's right. Something yeah. wrong now on Broadway. Something Thank you. Now we don't have to pay for it. If you plug it, you can do it how much you want. Are you saying there's a Bring It On musical? I'm saying there's a Bring It On musical. That actually, um, I meant to talk about this when you asked me about my preconceived notions about the movie, but I totally forgot to. Okay. Which is that I, 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 that was my first experience with the franchise as the Bring It On musical, written and composed by Lynn Memo Miranda, friend of the podcast, along with Brian Kent. Tom Kitt. Tom, Tom Kitt. Kitt. Brian. Brian, don't keep the other one. Not he's, not, he's, not, he's not in it. Okay, well, I screwed that one up. Tom Kitt. And Jennifer... Something. Something or other? Hands on a hard body. Hands on a hard body. Jennifer hard body. <laughs> oh, hard body means like an attractive... Oh, okay. No, hard body is a truck. Okay. Yeah, but the hard body is, is the yes, lingo it's from... Also, it's also it's a double... It's a double entendre. You should oh. know that. And the musical is very good. It's quite yeah. lovely. It's, it's, it, it's sort of like... It's fun. Very, I would say, like this, it's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I mean, you the, the musical of Bring It On, I just remember being really surprised because they're like, we're making a musical out of Bring It On. I'm like, okay, that could work. But also, would it? But it's the people who brought you your two favorite musicals in the Heights and Next to Normal. Which, is that who you want writing for <laughs> <laughs> that musical? It's, maybe, maybe, yes, it is. It's funny how you can, in the songs here, even certain, like, verses move from, like, a Lin-Manuel Miranda song into a Tom Kitt song, and then back again. Yeah. It's just a fascinating, like, it's, it's union not, of, of talent it and doesn't a, really service like of a very they, strange they, thing. I mean, like, they collaborated, obviously, but, like, it was like they looked at the work and they split it up. <laughs> it doesn't feel like they were in the same room, like, right. all hours of but the night. But it works, but it works. It works, yeah. Because the whole thing is about bringing two cultures together. Yeah, which is sort of the overarching theme of the franchise. There you go. Culture clash. Culture clash. It works. Do, do the sequels deal with them as, as, as artful of a way as the first one does? I mean, I don't... I remember that the, the third one involves crumping. Crumping? Like, crumping is a it, major plot point. It kind of swings into the world of Step Up. Yeah. Oh, and Step Up to the Streets? Yes. Which, granted, like, the first Step Up movie is also pretty good. good. Um, that, actually, what I was trying to think of, another series that I really like the format of, that I keep seeing them, even though they get progressively worse, 
worst stepmom. Like, like bring it on? Like bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anytime you want to see someone you love them so you think you can dance, you just watch a step up. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's how it works. Miss Twitch, he's back. <laughs> well, no. Now, I mean, now you can just watch him watch Magic Mike. Oh, Mike, boy. Oh, man. Which Pop that baby in. They're making a Magic Mike musical. Right. Who? Lin-Manuel Miranda and Tom Kidd? I hope so. Oh, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. <laughs> Bring it on, musical. Highly enjoyable. Would recommend. We'll be listening on Spotify tomorrow. Bring it on. The movie? Would recommend. Would recommend. I sort of mumbled there. Would recommend. Mm -hmm. And now, finally, you will actually know, understand from now on why I do this. Why you do what? What's the temperature like in here? Please don't. No. Um, please don't do this thing. Would you say, burr? No. It's cold in here. Oh, no, please. There must be some cobras in the atmosphere. I said, burr. It's cold in here. There must be some problems in the atmosphere. I said, oh wee, oh wee, oh wee. Ice, ice, ice. Slow it down. Oh wee, oh wee, oh wee. This has been Ruin My Life, a podcast about friendship. Here we go. And obsession. And I can't hear myself think. I've been Jason Edwards. I've been Kelsey Goldman. Until next time. Be enthusiastic. Oh! Da 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 only I can mention me They wish I would go ahead and fuck my life up Can't let them get to me And even though I always fuck my life up Only I can mention me Only I can mention me Only I can mention me Okay, okay Testing. Everyone speak at the normal speaking volume. Okay. I'm talking right now at the volume. Like I will talk volume most of the time. Sometimes gets really loud when I get excited, so that might be a problem. <laughs> a problem sounds like a solution to me. <laughs> I say we keep doing it. We're gonna talk like we're in a 1940s newsreel now, are we? Yeah. The the um. I immediately went to World War II. <laughs> I immediately went to the Germans. I'm marching on Paris, but who cares? The Charleston is all the rage. <laughs> no. That makes me so sad. Da, 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 the cherry popping daddies. Okay. No, back. You are all 90s. Charleston's 20s. The war is not the 20s. And the cherry popping daddies the 90s. are definitely not the hey, 20s. Hey, Cherry, it's your brother, Marvin Poppin' Daddies. <laughs> you know that new sound you've been looking for?